Good afternoon. Safe travels if you're headed out of town. And if you are sticking around all week, you're going to get a big block of sunny days starting on Thursday. Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Here's a wrap on today's top stories in our region. It's Tuesday, November 21st. A mission to get rid of Washington's cap-and-invest climate program is taking off today. A group says it has enough signatures to put the issue to voters. Correspondent Jeannie Lindsay reports. The state's new carbon auction program aims to cap fossil fuel emissions and use auction proceeds to pay for environmental projects. The group Let's Go Washington is targeting the program, saying it drives up the cost of fuel. It delivered more than 400,000 signatures to the Secretary of State's office this week. Brian Haywood is the group's financial backer. What I'm hoping is that this shows that it can be done. If enough signatures are verified, it would be the first initiative to successfully move forward for consideration since 2018. The democratically controlled legislature likely won't approve the proposed repeal, meaning voters could have the final say on it next fall. I'm Jeannie Lindsay in Olympia. Seattle's city council is voting today on whether to pass their 2024 budget, but that vote got delayed by protesters and residents demanding the council call for a ceasefire in Gaza. Well over 100 people signed up to give public comment. Most showed up to speak in support of a resolution from outgoing council member Shama Sawant calling for a ceasefire. The heated public comment period has been peppered with chanting, cheering, and some booing from Sawant supporters. The first time Sawant brought such a resolution to the council, it did not make it to a vote. The meeting is still going as we record our show today. About 350 migrants are staying at a church in Tequila, many of them camping outside. The numbers nearly doubled since the city announced a state of emergency last month, and it is only getting colder outside. Gustavo Sugrero has the story today. Jean-Paul Yafali is with Nested Communities, a nonprofit that helps people navigate the housing process. He was once an asylum seeker as well, so he knows these people are in a countdown. If you are outside and you sit like you have been living outside in the tent like this for more than a year, a year, that becomes chronic homelessness. And it becomes really hard for you to access services. The second part of this problem is to get people into housing programs they need to have an income to pay rent. But many can't do that easily because they don't have the work authorization yet. There's no shelter in the area that can serve the unique language and familial needs of people here at this capacity. A local government task force has formed, but right now there's no current systemic infrastructure to help people here quickly. Gustavo Sagredo, KUOW News. Church organizers there say there are only a few ways to get everyone out of the cold. Local housing programs could help pay people's first month of rent, or private individuals could offer space in property they own or help pay for a motel. A group of Amazon workers has filed a class action complaint against the company for alleged gender discrimination. This is said to be the first ever equal pay class action complaint that Amazon has faced. Three women from Amazon's research and strategy team say they complained to HR about chronic pay inequities with their male counterparts and later 
were retaliated against. They alleged they were stripped of their leadership roles. What does Amazon say? A spokesperson told the Seattle Times the company believes the claims are false. King tides are coming back already. The first one is next Tuesday. Last year, a king tide on top of a 100-year storm led to catastrophic flooding in Seattle's South Park neighborhood. Joshua McNichols spoke to neighbors who are prepping now. Carlos Gonzalez owns Cunha's Wholesale Mexican Foods. He says every winter he brings in truckloads of wooden pallets. To keep everything dry, he stacks them three deep under the beans and rice in his warehouse and under the desks and computers in the office. And we have to live with that. This is the other problem because we have to get inside the office and see everything sitting on top of the pallets and also to keep working. Seattle and King County made some infrastructure improvements in South Park in the last year. More sandbags and massive pumps, but they're not sized big enough to prevent the extreme damage of last year's storm surge. They have to come up with a solution. I mean, we cannot live like that all the time, and it's getting worse and worse. This weekend, the city, the county, and community members will discuss the best long-term strategy. Joshua McNichols, KOW News. A few items of note today. A man from Kingston, Washington, has been found guilty of assaulting police officers during the January 6th attack on Congress. 39-year-old James Jonatakis was convicted of seven charges, including three felonies, by a federal jury in Washington, D.C. Prosecutors say Jonatakis led a mob of people toward Capitol Police in the 2021 attack and used a megaphone. His sentencing date has not been scheduled. We've been tracking whether Burien officials would decide, by their Monday deadline, where to open a shelter for unhoused people. They don't have one now. But last night, the council could not make a decision. So they're asking King County for an extension. One million dollars is on the line. Burien will get the money if it picks a shelter location. And Washington scientists are now spying on hornets with flying solar-powered trackers. Specifically, they're spying on the northern giant hornets, which can wipe out whole honeybee colonies. Entomologists with the Washington State Department of Agriculture are watching hornets in their native South Korea to understand their behavior. Families are hitting the road across the Northwest, crisscrossing the Cascades and traveling up and down I-5 in search of family and pumpkin pie. And many will have Fido there. But as correspondent Anna King reports, there's a new reason to leave the pup at home. A mysterious disease has been sickening dogs across the Northwest and nation and even killing some. It starts like a mild case of kennel cough then develops into pneumonia-like symptoms. Hundreds of suspected cases have been found in Oregon, none so far in Washington, and scientific labs aren't sure what they're dealing with yet. Minden Buswell is a veterinary epidemiologist with the Washington State Department of Agriculture. The scary part, I, I think, is just not knowing what this disease is currently, and we're depending on the research uh, that's ongoing to find out what this disease is and uh, how to treat it best. She says it's best to vaccinate your animal and keep your dogs away from communal dog bowls, dog parks, and kennels. I'm Anna King. 
And one Thanksgiving travel note, if you're going to the airport, you'll take transit if possible, right? Okay, but if you do have to drive or get picked up for some reason, drivers can park for free in the airport garage. It's free for up to 90 minutes while you complete a pickup or drop-off. Airport officials are allowing this until Monday because they really want us to keep the main drive clear. None of us wants to be the person blocking traffic, right? Wherever you're going, I hope you get there safely. And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer today is John O'Brien. And I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya.